how do you think we can rebrand getting older? Yeah. Their whole career is based off of like being an influencer because they're young and they're in their 20s. And it's really interesting to see influencers who are now like having kids and families. It's like, mm. how are they changing to accommodate like their next phase in life? I could almost call up the emotions right now and be crying, but I, I won't do that to us. Please don't. You can have a more vibrant aging experience. Hi, Julie. Hi, Helen. We're back. We're back. <laughs> For another fun time together. Mm-hmm. All right. So what are we going to talk about today, Jewel? What's on your agenda? Well. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> After recent events. Okay. Of you being called a grandfluencer mm-hmm. and hearing about the fallout of how much drama that has caused in your brain, we're going to talk about that. Okay. And your age and, <laughs> and ageism in general. Ageism. <laughs> yeah, ageism in general. Because I think it's a good topic. I think there's a lot I'm seeing on social media in multiple areas, you know, LinkedIn, across the board, even TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, the works about how ageism is still alive and well. And unfortunately, even though I'm out there, social media, on TikTok, almost a million followers, teaching young people how to use the app and actually teaching them how to do technology, and I'm the older person, I'm still being labeled as a grandfluencer. Why? And you're not even a grandma. And I'm not even a grandma. And that's annoying. And it's not annoying because I'm excited to be a grandma one day. I don't think that's a negative thing. But I think that when we take the term gran to mean like a grandparent, always it has had a negative connotation, except for the fact that, oh, I'm excited to be a grandma when you actually, your child has a child. But Mm -hmm. other than that, in other forms, when we talk about people who drive slow or, you know, the old men driving. you don't drive slow. I don't drive slow, but (laughs) (laughs) that's not relevant to me. But when we talk about, you know, we see an old man driving slow on the road and we're like, oh, don't drive like a grandpa or don't be a granny. It's always had a negative attachment. And so I think to take people who are thriving, more than thriving, on social media as grandfluencers now being called that, older people that are successful, why do they have to have this label attached? Maybe they're not even grandparents. I'm, yeah, you're the, you're the prime example. So how, what, how did, I was going to say, because I remember when you told me yep. that the piece was going to say grandfluencer, what were your emotions? Let's talk about it <laughs> without getting upset. So... I'll tell you how I found out. Let's talk about the the history of it. So I was approached by a producer at CNN, Vanessa. I can't even pronounce her last name, but she was lovely. She contacted me saying that she's going to be doing an older piece featuring, uh, doing a piece featuring older influencers. And I was like, oh God, yes, excited. You know, I was really all for it. And they came to the apartment and they filmed an interview with me. They even the first, they even made their first TikTok with me. So these young people, she was a young woman, maybe in her 30s, and the young producer that was with her, she's the reporter and that was the producer, they they were all young and they had never made a TikTok before. So I was really educating them. And in theory, I could have been calling them the grannies because they had never even used an app before that is really very, very widely popular at this point. And they hadn't done it. But I had no idea that it was going to be titled Grandfluencer. And how did I find out? Well, the night before the piece was supposed to air, I was on Instagram and I said, oh, let me see if Vanessa posted anything about the piece. (laughs) And I saw her blurb on her Instagram story and it said, oh, tune in tomorrow when I'll be talking to Grandfluencers. And I literally felt physically... Attacked. I felt (laughs) ill. I just felt like this wave washed over me of like, what? 
it just took such a negative spin in my mind. And I thought, oh my God, like she never even said that I was going to be called that. And this is not to call her out because she was lovely and she was given the this task to do this piece. And however they decided to call it that, you know, that was not, she's, she, I pr- approached her immediately, by the way, as soon as it happened, aside from calling you and being hysterical crying, I'm going to admit it on, <laughs> on national true. podcast TV, <laughs> but I'm going to admit, I was so upset. I was insulted. I was hurt. I felt like I was deceived. I felt terrible. I could almost call up the emotions right now and be crying, but I I won't do that to us. Please don't. (laughs) I won't. But I immediately messaged her because I felt, I said, oh my gosh, please don't tell me this piece is going to be titled Grandfluencer or I'm going to cry. I literally wrote that in the message. I could probably read it. And um, she was like, oh no, no. Wrote me back right away. No, no. It goes way beyond that. And so instead of really continuing to chat with her. I said, I'll wait and see what this thing is in the morning. But I immediately took it off my Instagram story because I was embarrassed immediately that that's what I was going to be titled in the morning. (sighs) Then I saw the piece (laughs) and the piece started with some people in a retirement or assisted living type retirement community, you know, doing silly dances. And it was a whole montage of much older people than me, honestly. They were in their 70s and 80s. And so it started off like, well, here we go. Um, buckle up kind of thing. And then it, they transitioned to me calling me a boomer at that point. And then they said my age, which I was actually thankful for for the first time. Like, oh, thank goodness, because I'm thinking they're going to think I'm like in my you know 70s and 80s. And I'm not there yet. And I don't need to be labeled that yet. Right? No. Okay. So I sat <laughs> through the piece, peacefully recorded it. I was like, okay, it was really nicely done. I was you know, and obviously treated as the expert in the field. And they even admitted to doing their first TikTok with me. But at the end, they said, oh, it was so much fun talking to these grandfluencers. And I can't explain my feeling about that without, I don't want to insult anyone, but it was almost like, they're there, sweet granny. You're good at, you're good at social media. Aren't they, aren't they wonderful? Because they're good at social media. And so it still left me with a weird taste in my mouth. Would you agree that that's how it came out? I would like to have your take on it as a young person. Yeah. I feel like I was frustrated that you were put in the grandma category because you're not one. And you were definitely much younger than almost everybody in the piece. So it almost seemed like you were the odd one out. And, But I also thought the piece was good. I was trying to do damage control and be very supportive and be like, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know? And it really wasn't. It ended up being a really good piece. And they ended up talking about you more at the end. So... I think you came out on top and I've been trying to tell you kind of just like ignore the grand flincer thing or even just like use it. I mean, like you got on CNN. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm grateful for that opportunity. That's yeah. why I didn't post anything negative after the piece. Right away, I could have gone to social media and said, ugh, CNN, how dare they call me a grand fluencer? I don't need to go there. I thought it was a great opportunity to be highlighted. I do think that it was a bit of a miss because it went from much older people and then it went to me at 62 and then another woman in her 70s and then back back to me. It was, it was they smoothed it out somehow, mm-hmm. I think, but... It still left me with a weird flavor. And I said to her, well, why the word grandfluencer? I, it was never mentioned to me before. And her answer was that, well, that's what the industry is referring to older influencers as. And I was like, well, who came up with that? And no one's calling you, as you would say, no one's calling Gen Z influencers. Right. Gen Z influencers yeah, or, like you know, we don't have millennial, millennial influencers. influencers. <laughs> and then, you know, then let's take it to another level because there's other industries of people that we're not saying the grand lawyer so-and-so or the grand doctor so-and-so, the grand 
engineer so-and-so, we're grand engineer, we can actually put that one together, but we're not actually doing that in no. any other industry when people are in their 50s and 60s and 70s. It's just, they're just judged on their expertise as a lawyer. So he happens to be who knows how old. And if you're older are. in other industries, that's like a positive. Yeah. And in a lot of industries, it is a positive because you bring experience to the table, especially as a doctor or a lawyer or somebody with a profession that has, where experience really feeds into you know, your expertise. Yeah. And I feel the same way, even in production. I'm not a grand director or a grand producer, and I've been producing and directing for you know my whole career, and I have expertise in that area. So I just feel that if we're going to be fair and we're going to start categorizing people, we need to do it across the board and not just in one area where social media is meant for young people. BS. I'm, I don't buy into that. So I have I have a problem with it. You could tell I'm a little angry. <laughs> Helen doesn't to be angry, Chris. Helen doesn't get angry at all. <laughs> I don't get angry a the lot. The only other time you got angry was last night when the hot water wasn't working and you were ready to... Like, we're in a nice building. Why don't we have hot water? Well, that's another story for another podcast. <laughs> but just to say, you don't get very heated no, often. I don't get heated often. It really takes a lot. And I always look at the positive side of something. So even though I was upset by this, I was like, well, guess what? I'm going to cut off the beginning and I'm going to edit it to eliminate <laughs> that term which is what I did to post on my social media because I'm yeah. like, I don't need that attached to my social media personally. And no. I don't need people to be start to start thinking about that. But what was interesting, and I'm going to start pulling them up, is the comments. Because I posted a TikTok where they didn't, I didn't even have the intro of the grand of the grannies at first. Yeah. But at the end, she referred to me as a grandfluencer on the on the wrap-up. And that was posted on social media. And my comments when it was at the very, very end of the piece, even, mm -hmm. was authentic and wonderful. Just wish they didn't refer to you as a grandfluencer. I'm reading the comments out loud. <laughs> Somebody else commented here. I'm going to pull them all up. Uh, they missed the point. Your notoriety has absolutely nothing to do with your age and everything to do with authenticity. Okay, another person. The age junk was an odd addition. Did you start with mostly old people? Doubt it. You're teaching a lot of young people here. Regardless, there was plenty, plenty of great footage of you. So there was some positives. Your age should not have even been part of the story. You are really knowledgeable and a great teaching resource, and many, still, many people still work at 62. I love your TikTok tutorials, and even though I'm not a creator, I'm glad to see this recognition, but I didn't love the age angle at all. So I am not the only person who had this thought. I was receiving texts that day, and I purposely left off the beginning because I didn't want people to be attaching me right away with that, but they picked yeah. it up at the end. And so I then made another edit where I took that out, and I put that on my social media because I'm like, well, I don't want to have this negativity vibe attached in my comments at all, and I don't want it to be about age. So... I dealt with it in my way of how I'm going to move forward. And then we decided <laughs> we're going to talk about it here so everybody can know how I really feel about it. Yeah, unfiltered. <laughs> unfiltered. <laughs> I'm just leaving out a little bit of bad language. So, okay. I'm going to transition that. I would love to have feedback on this too. I would like to know if we should now put people in categories in every industry. <laughs> <laughs> should we? And by the way, when... Let's just imagine someone who doesn't have children and isn't ever going to be a grandparent. I mean, I potentially could be a grandparent now if, I, if my kids had kids, if you had children or if Tommy. I just don't happen to be. And I think, again, I will be excited for that time. <laughs> not not <laughs> upset about it. But there's a reason why many, many grandparents who are grandparents, and I have friends who are, they don't call themselves grandma. They're Mimi, Lali, Lola, Gigi. They're making Coco. They make different names for them selves because maybe they don't want the negativity of granny attached to them because mm -hmm. they feel young, vibrant, alive, we're thriving, we're, we're a, a different breed of 60-year-old people. And I think that it speaks to 
when I hear that, when I hear grandparents not wanting to be called grandma, that and I don't even mind if I'm going to be called grandma one day, by the way. If you'd like to have your kids call me grandma, <laughs> well, I'm do, fine you, with, do you have other no, terminology? I don't, have, I don't have an option for you right there <laughs> at this, <laughs> this moment. But I think at that point, I'll be embracing being a grandma. I'm okay with it. But yeah. I think that the way that you can obviously tell that there are 60-plus people and maybe even their 50s-plus people that don't want to be associated with the term granny, so they're making different kind of cute little names for themselves when they become grandparents. So I don't think it's just a social media thing. I don't think it's just a me thing. I really don't. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously not. I had those those comments coming in, unsolicited comments that (laughs) I didn't even, you know, I don't know. I, I know I'm really taking over on this one, so sorry, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm, he- I'm a little heated. You need a you need a safe space to, <laughs> I need uh, to let out your feelings. I you haven't a, been able to. <laughs> I haven't been able to, and I purposely I was going to write a LinkedIn post, and I said no. I was going to write a. I was going to make a social media, you know, a TikTok, and I'm like, why do I need to put that negative energy out? Because my social media life, my page, it's really I want to stick to my north star, which is positive teaching, helping others. And sometimes I have a moment where I'll get like irked by something and I take a beat before I post and I say, does this speak to my North Star? Does Mm -hmm. this, and I choose not to post things that don't. So, except if I'm upset when I'm getting like chemo (laughs) treatments and then I'm like crying on camera. Okay, I'll post that because that's real. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel me? I feel you. I agree. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. I'm letting you have your your moment to, you know, vent about- why it's annoying because it's been a it's been a it's a topic of conversation in the police household ever since yes, the, the piece came out. So and I try not to bring it up because I think I want to I want to push it away and keep the negativity away from me. But I also have to. It's almost like denying something when, and then end up in, ending up in therapy about it. I don't want to <laughs> deny the feeling about it, and then one day I just explode. <laughs> yeah, I have to like process the emotions. Yeah. or else you're just gonna. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so what's your take on it as a young person when you see, I mean, you have me as an example in your household. So day to day, maybe it's a little different perspective for you. I'm not day to day because I don't live with you, but we're day to day in contact. Yeah. So you have a reference point for a a young version of a 62 year old. And again, young to me is a positive thing. I know people are like, well, why do we have to deny our age? Let's just age gracefully. It's wonderful to feel young, to be young, to feel physically able at any age as you grow older. I don't think it's negative to say we want to feel like we're young. (laughs) And a lot of people are putting that, like, why do we need to try to be young? Because it feels good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you, when I think about you, I don't think you're 60. Like to me, you're forever 40 is kind of how, because <laughs> that's like the age you were during my formative years. Right. So like you are just like forever 40 to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all for aging gracefully, but I just like where I get annoyed about the age issues is like the standards women are held to versus men in terms of like appearance and that kind of thing, which is like I, definitely di- on a different side of the an important the struggle, side. but an important side. Like we saw a TikTok the other day, and it's about how you know on magazine covers when men over 40, 50, 60, they're celebrated for their wrinkles and their gray hair and them looking weathered and wise. But every magazine cover with a woman over forty, all of her wrinkles are photoshopped out, and you know they don't have gray hair usually. Like, you know they're doing. I don't know. We're just shoved the narrative that we still need to look like we're in our twenties when we're sixty, and it's just not not how it is. No, it's not how it is. Look at the when Martha Stewart was on the cover of cover of Sports Illustrated. I mean, 
everybody was like, whoa, celebrate. They have a woman. How old is she? I forgot, in maybe 80 or maybe in her late yeah. 70s. Anyway, she was put on the cover of Sports Illustrated, but she was completely Photoshopped to look like 20 years younger. And and, ever, and everybody was celebrating it, which is great. Okay, they chose someone older and they put them on the cover in a bathing suit and everything like that. But they didn't really show her how she was. No. You know, so what's really the point then? Yeah. It's strange, right? The other thing, I'm going to transition right into this because I think this is so relevant. Okay. So there's a new (laughs) campaign going out now. don't know if you know about this one, but it's called I Look My Age. And it's hashtag I Look My Age. And it's women posting about like, I'm 62 and I look my age and embracing themselves for who they are. So now let's cut to the chase of people who are posting, who have been in doing Botox because they, it makes them feel better. We dye our hair because it makes us feel better. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a miss for me. to. I haven't posted about that because I'm like, well, <laughs> this is bad to say, but I'm going to say it. I don't really want to look my age, to be honest. Yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, she looks 62. I don't know. Maybe this is an unpopular opinion. Yeah. But I don't, I would much prefer people think that I'm in my 50s. Or, I mean, not my 40s. I know I'm not unrealistic about it. But I work with young people, and a lot of them, because their parents are my age. Mm-hmm. And I was with a PA in a car once. I'll never forget this. He was driving me somewhere, and we were talking about something. And somehow he said something about, oh, his mom and whatever. The, the reference was he thought I was 10 years younger than I was because his mom was my age, and he didn't relate to me being the same age as his mother. And mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, it didn't matter to him whether I had wrinkles or perfect skin, it was an energy thing that he was was feeding off of. So I loved it. I loved that he thought I was younger. And to me, that's a compliment. And I don't want to deny that compliment. And I don't want to deny, sorry, deny that I'd like to feel younger or I'd like to look younger. It's just part of, this is not going to be popular with the I love, I look my age campaign, but I think that I've seen people doing it and I've seen people saying it and I look at all of them and I know that in previous posts they've been doing Botox and we all know we dye our hair or else we'd be great. So <laughs> we don't have to want to look our age. No. You just have to look how you want. I don't know. You just have to feel or have the energy that suits you. Yeah. I don't think it's just we're so focused on age and like I look my age or I don't look my age or I want to look younger. I don't want to look younger. I just feel like it's there's so much on this subject right now. And I don't know how, I don't have a solution to how to fix it, to be honest. I really don't. You don't want to be a grand influencer, but you also want to be able to look the way you want to look, even if that's aspiring to look younger and not be criticized for that. So I want to just add to that. I think that we should all be able to choose what makes us feel good. I I don't do Botox because I've always said, oh, I just want my face to age the way it naturally is going to age. But I like to color my hair and I like to, you know, so that's what I choose to do to make myself feel good. Yeah. And I think that we should all be okay to do that. But I also love this idea of being my age, being out on social media, being an example of someone who is 62 and not acting like their life is over. <laughs> so I think there's some, there's a balance here of being able to be an example of it's cool to be older and it's okay. And I love the experience and I can walk in a room and not feel like nervous because I don't, I'm, oh, I have to be worried about what I'm going to say or what they're going to think of me. I don't. (laughs) And it's a great feeling to be that age for that reason. So there's so many positives to being older, but who cares if people want to feel or portray themselves as a little, as a little younger? I I don't have an issue with it. I don't think we have to want to look our age. Unpopular. Please tell me. If you agree or disagree. No, I agree. It's just, yeah, it, it, 
I feel like a lot of things are like almost contradicting now. It's like, don't want to look your age, but then we're annoyed that magazines are photoshopping out wrinkles but then that goes along with the thing of like well we don't want to look our age oh, so, yeah you know. it's like a, it's an endless loop yeah we're caught in an endless loop and i think it will the, here's where we go let's go into the next thing which is the conversation is is out there now on a lot of topics yeah. look at the taboo taboo topics from prior no one ever talked about menopause and now it's a hot topic on social media menopause everybody's like talking about it there's awareness of it i have no i had no idea really what the ramifications were until i had to go through it so I think that we're we're trending positive in terms of aging and how we're going to allow ourselves to have the conversations. I don't think we have it all figured out. I don't think society or the media or anybody has it all figured out. Mm -hmm. But I do think what's what's really good is that we're open to talking about it. Nobody ever talked about periods when I was growing up. God forbid you ever said that word. I mean, period. You know, you have to have your friend or whatever it is. You never yeah. talked about it. You guys are like, I got my period. I feel just <laughs> like, oh, it's even now. It's a little weird for me because it's like not how I was raised. Like we couldn't talk about it. And you're like the opposite. You yeah. send, in, you know, send your boyfriend out to buy tampons or whatever, probably <laughs> if you need to. If needed. <laughs> if needed. And that was like, that used to be taboo. So I think that that we're all trending in the right direction about being up, open and talking about it. But I don't think we have it all figured out. And I don't think any of these campaigns have it all figured out because no. there's loopholes in all the campaigns. It's just like when you watch a movie and it goes back in time and you realize all the loopholes in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> It's like the same kind of thing where we're, we're wanting to be like positive and not have ageism and not have it in the workplace and value older people. But then we have this other thing where they're putting them in separate buckets and calling them grand lawyers. <laughs> Our grandfluencers. You know, we have, it's a problem. And we're not going to solve it here today, Julie, but we can damn well try. <laughs> yeah. Ideas? I think just as like this generation gets old, like not your, I don't know. I think boomer just has a negative connotation. Older people right now just have like a bad rep for like, you know, ruining the economy and the housing market and literally everything. So that, yeah, great. you know, people our age, I don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to own a home, <laughs> but hopefully this generation as we get older. And I, I've always said it, I'm like, I'm so curious what happens when the influencers who are blowing up in the 2010s, like, where are they going to be when they're mm. at, like retirement age? Like their whole career is based off of like being an influencer because they're young and they're in their 20s. And it's really interesting to see influencers who are in their, who, you know, started early in the game, who are now like having kids and families. And it's like, mm. how are they, Navigating. you know, yeah. yeah, changing their platform and their brand partnerships and X, Y, and Z to accommodate like their next phase in life. So I'm curious to see how in like the next 40 years is like the first, you know, crop of mm. influencers really shape how aging is portrayed a little bit. And even right. like this generation of actors is I feel like starting to like, like you said, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, we both love her and, you know, yeah, I don't know. They're even doing something different now where I don't feel like they're always like she was just in that movie in the movie and she doesn't have grandkids. Right. But she's like your age. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to see. Well, I think in a way now this makes me feel good because I feel like as a quote older influencer, I won't use the word grandfather, but I'm sort of where I'm part of the paving the way because yeah. I think that's what's different from, from older people who are now being visible on social media it's almost like a disconnect because 
we didn't grow up with it and we didn't evolve in it. So I wasn't an influencer in my 20s and now I'm an influencer in my 60s, which is what those people are going to be, right? But I jumped in and just because of my expertise and what I was doing on TikTok, became an influencer, starting on TikTok and Instagram, but became an influencer. So now there's a reference point. So now these young influencers can say, oh yeah, I see people there. I have a relatable future. Mm-hmm. Like, so so the few, the sort of the uh, smaller percentage of us are maybe paving the way for those people to be visible. And I think that as we show what it, it really is to be aging and not be afraid of it, mm-hmm. I think that is only going to add to the positivity part of it, yeah. of like showing it's okay. Even going through something like what I did with going through cancer on social media and having that completely wide open and like living through that, I didn't fake, okay, today I'm happy, tomorrow I'm crying. Like this was reality. So I think being able to live through, through something like that and and show people like, this is what it's like to be older. This is also what it's like to have cancer. This is also, so I think we're, uh, you know, not a small percentage anymore. It's getting into be a bigger percentage of older yeah. influencers, but we're helping to pave the way and change the narrative. I, I hope to be part of the change versus I don't want to be part of the complaining group, <laughs> but, I, you know, you have to complain to make change, I think. It's hard for me because I don't like controversy. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't like to make trouble. I don't like to make waves. I just like, why can't we all just get along? I like to work with young people because I learn so much from them and their energy. And I feel grateful that I'm in an industry that I do get to work with young people a lot because of um, production being a young business. I love it. But it is so interesting now that you – because you do do production and now that you are on TikTok and have, you know, almost a million followers. Getting there. But, like, (laughs) even your production people are reaching out for you to be, like, a TikTok representative on shoots. Like, they're not going for – Right. The young influencer who yes. has like 6 million followers, they're going for you. Yes. I want to talk about that because I don't think anybody listening would even would even know about that. But yeah. so I have been approached. I've multiple already done this like, multiple times. I've already done a couple of shoots where I was brought in for another director and I was brought in as the TikTok director. So I, when it came in to do, while they were in between shots, I would capture shots and make TikToks about the talent. And then I was doing behind the scene stuff for them and... I found it funny that the first time I went and they were like, oh, now who is this person? Because I was shooting a lot with my phone and they had to tell the crew, like, you know, make way. She needs to be able to film. Yeah. And it was like, she's the TikTok expert. Like, I am positive they were thinking I was going to look different. Yeah. Younger, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe more hip, but I think I'm kind of hip. You, you know? look hip. But, anyway. <laughs> but I think that um, – those opportunities now are coming often. Yeah. I was almost flown, you know, out to California for a shoot like that for something where it was going to be behind the scenes of a music video. So the opportunities are coming because I have kept myself relevant. Yeah. And that's another lesson for older people. If you evolve with the times instead of denying technology and denying, oh, they, in the old days we didn't used to do that. Well, you'd never hear me say that. I'm the first one to be like, what's chat GPT? What? Uh, let me have, figure out how oh to use it. Oh, my God. The amount of times you tell you're like, I love chat GPT. Well, just because it's a good inspiration to get things, get the juices flowing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but I'm an embracer of technology and I always have been. You always have been. And so I think that if we look at that and say, oh, if you if you can think of things and learn things and keep your mind open, you can have a more vibrant aging experience. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like, oh, what was me? My knees hurt now. I can't go running. Well, guess what? I follow the knees over toes guy now, and I'm going to learn how to strengthen the muscles around oh my, my knees. 
Thank you, Tommy. So I'm always trying to learn. And I think that keeps us relevant, plus more interesting. So you can actually have conversations because you're aware of things going on around you. Yeah. I mean, I'm never intimidated by being in a room of like 20-year-olds, teenagers, whatever, because I am relatable. I could be like, you want to <laughs> see my TikTok? And then we have a whole flow going in. It's great. You love to drop that year TikTok. Yeah. Got a million followers. Yes. Yeah. It's you like a good credential. to drop it. Come on. It's a better credential. And back in the day, it used to be like TV production was a good drop. Now, forget it. I skip right over it. I'm like, I'm TikTok famous, by the way. <laughs> and she does that a lot. It's fun. It's not. We're not joking about that. She actually just will like not even organically bring it up in conversation. No. Just out of the blue. Are just, you on TikTok? Usually I ask the person. Yeah. You know, I'm TikTok famous. And it just comes out of nowhere. Like we were shopping the other day and you told the they people work in the register. Yeah. It's too bad I couldn't post it, but we did have a, an experience where I started talking about it with the, the clerk who was checking me out. And then she said, checking me out in terms of my clothes and when I was purchasing. Yes. And then she was like, oh, you are? And she started looking at my TikTok. She tells the other workers, next thing you know, we're making a dance TikTok yeah. together, which I then couldn't post because... They would have gotten in trouble. Oh, well. Oh, well. But you, It was a great one. And I sent it. You love it to, to drop it. You yeah, love to. So I don't know how we could start to wrap it up by, by saying, how do you think we can rebrand getting older? Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Because you're the strategy. You're more, <laughs> you, you have more thoughts on marketing. and You do. You're, <laughs> that's more your natural state. I feel like it's hard because it's like, on the one hand, you can't really, it's very hard to change how society as a whole mm -hmm. pictures older people imagines older people but I think it's going to start with this generation of people who are getting older like you who are showing that getting older doesn't mean like okay I'm done at 60 and I'm just going to read books and crochet and like do nothing like that's the old vision of like what older people were and I think now it's changing and I think it's going to be people like you people like I don't know. I, we keep saying Julie Dreyfus, like people like her, yes, like people she is. who She's are like older, like Tina Fey, like they're getting older, but yeah. they're still doing relevant things. And, and the good part is like they're embracing their age too. Like yeah. Julie, Julie Louis Dreyfus has her podcast Wiser Than Me, and she interviews much older women in their 80s and mm -hmm. talk about and discusses their relevance and how they feel about aging. And so she's contributing to the conversation. I love it. Yeah. And I think- I think it's going to take more stuff like that. It is. And that's, I mean, that's the only way it's really going to happen. And I think more people, I'm going to add this last thing, which is going to really- circle back to socialize and the creative forecast and everything we're doing with our business. I have to, because we are teaching people how to produce and create, con create their own content. And we're sharing trends and we're doing everything that we're doing with our social media life and yeah. business to help all ages of creators learn. So whether it's a 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, I have been in touch with an 81-year-old man who has reached out to me and he would like to have private lessons because he wants to build his <laughs> fitness business at 81. I love this. I literally want to give my services away to these people because I want Don't more. Say that. All right, all right. But I want more people <laughs> to be able to represent. And I think that the more we, I can get through to older people who are like, oh, I really want to post, but I'm embarrassed or whatever. The more of us that do it, people out there, the more of us that do it, the more visible we are and mm -hmm. the more acceptable it is to get older. So I think it's just the beginning of a movement. Let's I start agree. one. <laughs> You're already starting it, so it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. You're welcome. I think, we, I think we tackled a lot today. At least for me, it was a therapy session because I could get this all out. Yeah, and clearly you were bottling it up.
I was. I've only talked about it internally in the household, and they're sick of hearing it. So now you are <laughs> with like, us. You're, you're not us. a grandfluencer. Oh. <laughs> but if I have to be to get a, a press piece, okay, hit me up. Let's go. Well, thank you for being here. We enjoyed. We enjoyed it. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave us a review. We adore you, and we love to just sit here and chat openly about our feelings and our thoughts. That's happy it. Or, happy or sad. That's it. Yours truly, Helen and Julie. Don't forget to check us out on our social medias, which is at The Mothership with a U for me. And for Julie, it is at Julie Polisi without an E. So that's J-U-L-I-P-O-L-I-S-E. And as together, as you know, we are the people who bring you the creative forecast, the (laughs) weekly newsletter that gives you all the trends, tips, tricks, tutorials, original content ideas to keep your content creation journey moving forward without stress. And we, you can visit us for our tutorials, hellosocialize.com. Thank you to our producer, Grace, who actually isn't with us today, but we adore her. And she is She's always... With us in spirit. She is always with dead. us in spirit. No. <laughs> <laughs> and our engineers at Melrose Podcast Studios, our sound engineer today is Chris. We're going to give him a big shout out. I'm going to spell his Instagram so you can look him up. Chris Mueller, and that is spelled M-U-E-L-L-E-R 203. So at Chris Mueller 203 on Instagram. I don't know if he's on TikTok. Give me a heads up, yes or no. Oh, he's on TikTok too. Oh, I'm going to go find you now. I'm going to haunt you on TikTok. Anyway, thank you for being here and we will see you next time. Bye.